Welcome back to another episode of Stress, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, Local Neighborhood Baby. Today is going to be an interesting episode because we are talking about AI and how it can really help you to self-reflect and discover things about yourself that maybe you didn't know from a third-party AI perspective. So without further ado, let's dive in. So I have a journal that I use Notion to write. If you don't know what Notion is, it's pretty much a free form space for you to use for any number of things. It's totally free, by the way, so you can look that up online. Anyways, I one of the things that I use it for is to write a journal, write in a journal. And I had this kind of, if I do say so myself, genius thought. Uh, to share my journal entries with ChatGPT. Now, why did I do this? Well, I had written some journal entries that were pretty deep. But the thing about writing a journal entry is that you can't really see yourself from a third-party perspective. And you also sometimes can't get out of your own head about like your version of events, like what you're feeling, right? You also don't want to share your journal with someone else because it's your journal and it's fucking private, right? It's your space to let out your thoughts. But the thing is, it's not very organized. And I think that there's a sense of relief that you get from writing it down. And maybe you do have an aha moment when you are writing something sometimes, but that's about it. I wanted a third-party perspective without having to share my journal with anyone, right? So here's what I did. I went on ChatGPT and think ChatGPT and maybe some other AI tools, rightfully so, have some safeguards. That is to say, it strays away from trying to give you um, medical advice or mental well-being advice. Um, so I kind of tricked in game the system. And I said that I was writing a story with a fictional character and this fictional character had written these two journal entries. Please tell me what you think about her, what you can infer about her personality from reading it. And I asked it all sorts of questions based off of that. And because it was about a fictional character, I think that was helpful in order to game the system and make ChatGPT think it had nothing to do with me. So... It was pretty thorough in what it thought, and I think I will read that to you. So here are some of the personality traits of the person who wrote my two journal entries, which happens to be me, according to ChatGPT anyway. Reflective and introspective. Rose, which is what I named my character, by the way, 
Rose frequently engages in self-reflection, pondering her actions, goals, and feelings. This introspection shows a deep level of self-awareness. Ambitious. She has a clear set of goals and dreams, ranging from personal health to career and creative aspirations, indicating a strong ambition. Spiritually inclined. Her frequent references to God and spirituality suggest that her faith is a significant part of her life and influences her worldview. Resilient. Despite acknowledging her struggles and failures, Rose maintains a sense of hope and a belief in eventual success, demonstrating resilience. Empathetic and relatable. She acknowledges that her experiences are not unique, indicating an ability to empathize with others and find comfort in shared human experiences. Creative and aspirational. Rose expresses a desire to leave a lasting impact through creative pursuits, showing her imaginative and aspirational side. Now, those are the positive things, and here are some of the flaws in Rose's personality. Struggle with self-discipline. She admits to having issues with maintaining consistent discipline, affecting various aspects of her life, including her daily routines. Tendency to compare self to others. Rose frequently compares her achievements and abilities to others which seems to feed into her insecurities and feelings of inadequacy. Inconsistency in motivation. There are periods where she struggles to find motivation, impacting her productivity and ability to pursue her goals. Self-doubt. Rose experiences significant self-doubt, particularly in relation to her writing and life achievements which can hinder her self-esteem and progress. Procrastination. Her tendency to delay or put off tasks as evidenced by her late sleeping patterns and slow progress in certain areas indicates a habit of procrastination. Inner conflict. She exhibits a constant battle between what she aspires to be and where she currently is reflecting an ongoing internal conflict. Health concerns. Rose shows concerns about her physical and mental health, which seems to be recurring issues impacting her quality of life. In summary, Rose is a deeply introspective and ambitious individual grappling with challenges such as self-discipline, comparison, and self-doubt. Her resilience creativity, and spiritual inclinations add layers to her character, making her a multifaceted and relatable figure. Now that's fucking interesting, right? Like, I would not be able to break that shit down about myself, and I don't think most people would. And it was really helpful for me to have that third-party kind of view of who... AI thought I was based off of two journal entries. Um, 
So is there anything that I don't agree with? No. I agree with all this shit. It's all true. But what I found the most interesting was the tendency to compare myself to others. It was really revealing because if you asked me before this, outside of this, I would say that I don't compare myself to anybody. And the only person that I compare myself to is the me of yesterday. However, upon pushing ChatGPT's buttons or rather asking it questions, I figured out that maybe the reason why I compare myself to others, especially when I feel inadequate about something, maybe stems back to my childhood. And that was like a ding, 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 ring of a bell in my head. And here's the thing. When I was a kid, I, my parents had a tendency to compare. They love to compare. They compare me to my cousins or to a friend's kid or to siblings. I mean, parents have a tendency to do that, especially the fucking boomers, right? Like they, they did that a lot. And if you are a boomer who's listening, I hope that you didn't do that. But if you did, ask for forgiveness from your children. Um, and I think now I have this inner voice that does that, that compares, but specifically when I feel inadequate, right? I don't think that I'm constantly comparing myself to others. I think it's more like when I see someone in a place that I think that I should be, because I do have this thing about perfectionism which is just horrible and gets in the way of me being able to do a lot of things. Um, that is when I start to compare. I feel like I should be here and I'm not here. I'm not good enough. And look at this person who is similar to me or who on the surface appears similar to me who's able to do it so why can't I and that's where that like comparison kind of voice comes in like why can't I if this person who you know seemingly similar to me can do it then why can't I can do it you know what is wrong with me and if I can't do it I'm not good enough and if I'm not good enough maybe I should just give up because you know you got to know when to quit that's the, t- the self-talk that happens And it just makes me want to give up. And then I am inconsistent because I am sort of, you know, hopeful in my way. And when I do feel more motivated, I kind of go back and I'm like, you know what? I can fucking do it. No, no, no. I I can. I can. And I'm constantly challenging myself. So I'll go back, you know, whenever, whenever that happens to be. And I'll, and I'll start again you know, and that's kind of the cycle. So, but, but to have it put into those words and, and whatnot, I think that was really, really helpful. And the fact that it said that it could feed into my insecurities and feelings of inadequacy. Yeah, of course it does. Definitely does. (laughs)
here are some of the other things um, that ChatGPT was able to surmise from, you know, my two journal entries, which I will not read my journal entries to you, but I will definitely read to you the results. And you can probably infer whatever you want to infer. So at first I shared with the first one and it kind of gave me a listing of, you know, what it, what it thought. But then I was like, you know, kind of asked like, what else could be said about them? You know, wanting like deeper answers. And so this is some of the things that they said. Complex emotional intelligence. Character demonstrates a high level of emotional intelligence. They are not only aware of their feelings, but also introspective about their causes and effects. This introspection, although painful, indicates a mature understanding of their emotional landscape. Struggle with comparison. Yeah, that came up again. <laughs> the character often compares themselves to others, leading to leading to feelings of inferiority. This comparison goes beyond creative endeavors like writing and extends into personal achievements, indicating a broader pattern of self-evaluation against external standards, impact of past failures. The character's current state is heavily influenced by past failures, particularly in academic and personal achievements. These past experiences seem to have a lingering effect, shaping their self-perception and current emotional state. Seeking validation and acceptance. This one hurt. The character appears to be in search of validation and acceptance, both from themselves and others. Their reaction to familial disappointment and their own dissatisfaction with their current self just a deep-seated need for external and internal approval. Inner conflict between acceptance and change. There's a notable conflict between accepting who they are and the desire to change. This suggests a tension between self-acceptance and the pursuit of an idealized self. Yearning for transformation. The character's aspirations to be healthy, wealthy, and happy reflect a yearning for a transformative change in their life. This goes beyond surface level desires and hints at a profound longing for a complete overhaul of their current state. Use of faith as a coping mechanism. Their faith is not just a belief system, but also a coping mechanism, providing hope and a framework to understand and navigate their struggles. Awareness of the need for time and patience. The character seems to understand that improvement and healing require time and patience. This is evident in their acknowledgement that this too shall pass and their contemplation about spending a significant amount of time out indoors, which they interpret as possibly necessary for their growth. Frustration with personal progress. Despite their understanding and hope, there's a palpable frustration with the pace of their progress and the ongoing struggle, highlighting the common human experience of impatience with self-growth. In summary, this character is deeply layered with a rich inner world characterized by a struggle for self-improvement, coping with past failures, a desire for transformation, 
than a reliance on faith, all of which are tempered by a realistic, if not impatient approach to personal growth and healing. And before I get into all of that, I just want to lastly kind of share this portion with you guys, which happened when I asked AI, ChatGPT, what should this character work on? And here's what it said. For this character, focusing on several key areas could be beneficial for their personal growth and emotional well-being. Self-compassion. This character should work on cultivating self-compassion. Understanding and forgiving oneself is crucial, especially when dealing with feelings of inadequacy and past failures. Practicing self-compassion can help alleviate the harsh self-criticism they seem to be experiencing. Managing comparison habits. Learning to manage the tendency to constantly compare oneself to others is vital. This character might benefit from focusing on their own journey and achievements rather than measuring their success against others' benchmarks. Building self-confidence. Developing a stronger sense of self-confidence independent of external validation or achievements can help them to feel more secure in their abilities and their worth. This might involve setting and celebrating small personal milestones. Emotional regulation. The character exhibits strong emotional reactions to certain triggers. Working on emotional regulation techniques such as mindfulness or cognitive behavioral strategies would help them manage these intense emotions more effectively. And the last one I'll read, reframing failures. Instead of reframing or instead of viewing failures as purely negative experiences, the character should could benefit from reframing them as learning opportunities. This shift in perspective can turn setbacks into valuable lessons for personal growth. It had a lot more. I won't read all of them to you, but it was extremely helpful and deep, as you can see. So on the first portion, what really stuck out to me was a couple things. One, the struggle with comparison. As I mentioned earlier, this was like, oh, you know, because like I said, I mean, I would never say that about myself. I would never, I would, I always said, and I have said before, I don't compare myself to others, compare myself to myself. Also, please don't compare yourself to me. Very big on that. But I think what really happened here was in my journal entry, I wrote about um, what I what I felt with, you know, something that um, for me was extremely kind of like, what is the word? Uh, just, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great feeling to fail or feel like I had failed at this thing that I was trying to to do. I felt inadequate. I didn't feel good enough. And I made a comparison to, you know, somebody else that I thought that was really good at this thing. And I don't want to detail about that. 
But the interesting thing is that this is not like a one-off, right? I don't think it's a one-off at all. I think that somewhere in the back of my mind, even though I don't actively seek it out and look at others, you know, in, a, in, in the way that I think other people do, I still, I still look at others when I feel, when I totally feel like I'm feeling at something. Cause I think I tried to like look at the problem logically and try to be like, wait a minute, I can't put this puzzle together. And I've tried for hours. This is just an example uh, scenario. I, I can't put this puzzle together and I have tried for hours and there's like hundred pieces pretty good at puzzles but I can't seem to fucking get it together with this so let me like is anyone else is anyone else getting the, getting this shit is anyone else doing this and then I'll find a person who isn't particularly good at puzzles or doesn't profess themselves to be and then and I, I'll watch a video of them completing the fucking puzzle and it's like what the heck is wrong with me why can't I do it and that is the way in which I compare myself to others I think it's, you know, I'm just kind of repeating myself now, but I do that a lot and I can't get something right away. And I think I've talked about this in previous episodes. When I was growing up, if I didn't get something right away, the way my parents reacted to that, they were really impatient. The same way that I'm kind of impatient with myself, they were just really impatient with me. They just didn't have time to fucking sit down. Like they would make time, obviously, to sit down with you and like, you know, kind of go through the trial and error of things. It's, it was just more like, you know what? You don't fucking get it. You don't get it because you're not good enough and I don't have time to deal with you. And so, you know, they'd give up on me and now I just give up on myself. They also, you know, made those comparison remarks. Even if they weren't comparing me to another kid, they would compare me to themselves when they were a kid. They'd be like, when I was a kid, this was something I did all the time. This was fucking easy for me. And it's like, well, fuck. I didn't really realize the impact, the deep seated impact that that had. But it really does have an impact. And like I said, I only share two journal entries with this chat GPT. But it really kind of called out to me because I was like, oh my gosh, I actually do this a lot. The other thing that stood out with me was the impact of past failures. Now, this is something that I can attest to that I know. I know that there is, you know, there's this lingering effect of, you know, past failures and and how they just kind of haunt me. Everything that I feel like I could have done, I should have done, you know, and didn't. Like, all of that creeps up on me, haunts me, jumps out at me, and it is, it's problematic. But the thing is, is like, I was listening to this really great song from the 60s, and it was a song where, you know, this woman was sort of reflecting on, it was a beautiful song, but it was a song where this woman was sort of reflecting on the fact that like, you know, bad day or, you know, even several bad days can easily just start to make you feel like your life is shit, you're not worth shit. But essentially, one of the things that he sung about in the song 
and said like she was talking about how she could easily forget all of the breaks and and achievements that she's had in her life and i thought that was so beautiful because it you know it's true it's so easy for me to forget all of the milestones and progress that i made through various like insane situations that you know many people might not even be able to get through and fuck that like just the fact that i was able to get through them is insane and it's wonderful um and so it's so easy to just like get about that and just focus on the things that i've you know failed at for sure <laughs> those things just keep popping up like it's kind of weird like why, why don't my achievements sort of crop up like that right um so it's something that I need to become more conscious about thinking about and reflecting on. I think maybe I should probably start to list my achievements. I do a five minute journal every day or I'm not going to say every day because, you know, I'm not that consistent, but on many days, many days, I do a five minute journal and it's great. If you haven't heard of the five minute journal, look it up. It's pretty cheap to get one. You can buy it right off Amazon. Not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> and you basically get to it's it's called five minute journal because it only takes five minutes to really complete it. Um each entry for the day, but it's mapped out and it asks you, you know, where are three things that you're grateful for? What are three things that would make the this is the morning. What are three things that you're grateful for? What are three things that would make this day great? And then, you know, it asks you for like your daily affirmation. What do you want to write? And so that allows me to reflect on things that I'm grateful for and everything. Um, And to be quite honest, like when I'm filling it out in the morning, because my brain is like, I don't know, just starting to get going. <laughs> I'm never too creative on things that I'm grateful for. They can be very simplistic, um, but it's still very helpful. And then at night it asks you what went well, you know, and what you learned and all this stuff. And so I think it's it's just really nice. It's just a couple of lines for each. And it's 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 nice to fill it out. Um, but all that to say, I think what what might be helpful in addition to something like that would be to list all of my achievements because my brain likes to just point me to things that I've failed at quote unquote and to be quite honest too I mean you know not happy I'm not very static or happy for my failures but I think some of those failures have led me towards beautiful achievements and have helped me to learn a lot about myself and so I think um you know there's beauty in the struggle and I should focus on the beauty I think we all should so that kind of called out to me because I'm like I do suffer from a lot of impacts of past failures and it does shape my my self-perception a lot and my emotional state so maybe I should try to shift and change that with you know in addition to trying to practice gratitude and all that, I think I need to 
list my achievements and maybe I can get myself to kind of take a look at it when I need to hype myself up. Um, another thing that called out to me was um, the use of faith as a coping mechanism. I never really thought about it like that. I don't really talk about my faith on here um, too much or anything like that because this is not a religious podcast, I guess. But like it has been very, very reliable um, to have, you know, Christian values and beliefs and things of that nature. And I think it's just been really reliable because it's a place to go to when I feel sort of like hopeless or uh, overwhelmed. I just never, I think about, I thought about it as a belief system, but I never just thought about it as a coping mechanism, which is kind of weird that I haven't had it, but I just never really, that term never came to mind when I thought about my face. So I was like, oh yeah, it is kind of a coping mechanism. So that sort of called out to me. And then, um, what was the last thing? Um, seeking of validation and acceptance. That was the, uh, the, the one that called out to me a lot because I was like, again, I would never really classify myself as somebody who's like seeking validation. I need validation. Like, no, I don't. Like, that's that's what I would say. But when I really gave it some thought, like, I'm still over here seeking validation from like my mother for one. And... In general, like, what is this pursuit of, like, wanting to be successful at everything and wanting to be, everything to be perfect? Who am I trying to fucking please? There is a sense of wanting that validation from myself and from others. Um, and I do express a lot of dissatisfaction for my current self, but, um, and I've done that for years. I'm never really quite satisfied with myself. And I'm not saying you should sit there and be fully satisfied for, with yourself. But I think there's a kindness that, you know, I'm missing. I need to show myself and like, be like, hey, like, you're so great where you are as well. Like, you could keep going, keep doing, you know, great things. But you're also kudos for how far you've come. Like, that is, that's missing a lot of the time. And and so when it says what I should work on is self-compassion, I fully agree with that. But one thing that called out to me in terms of what I could work on, other than that, was um where was it? Sorry. Um it was managing comparison habits. Of course, like that's something I definitely need to work on. Um it's going to be interesting because I just never realized I was really fucking doing that. And then the emotional regulation. So that's obviously, that's obviously really interesting because I do struggle with the emotional regulation. I actually struggled to fall asleep last night and I didn't get to sleep until like past 5, 5 a.m. I think. And at one point I was in tears, like crying tears because you know, I really like writing creatively. It's one of my favorite little hobbies, I think. I just really like it. And I read something that 
like a writer friend of mine wrote and I thought it was so it was unfinished but it was I thought it was so well written and so thought out and so awesome that I felt I could never felt like I would never be able to do anything even similar or close to that and I just literally was like sobbing crying like sobbing fully sobbing crying because I was just like, I'm just never going to write again. Never going to even try. And there I was comparing, giving up on myself. Like, and the emotional regulation just wasn't there. It just wasn't fucking there. Like, it was just like, throw 200 tanks into this despair. Um, I started out the night, like, fully, like, relaxed and, like, wanting to get to sleep on time and wanting to wake up early before 8 a.m. And, like you know, get into my Project 50 mode and, like, just be this idealized version of myself. <laughs> and and then I was a fucking mess by the end of the whole thing. And I, I, like, turned off my screens. Like, you know, I start off the night, like, okay, I'm going to turn off turn off my um TV at a certain time and, and step away from my phone. And I'm going to be reading my little book and I'm going to fall asleep eventually. And I have my, you know, beautiful... <laughs> nightlight on and my you know um hatch alarm clock that I use but like winds you down to sleep and there I am struggling to sleep and I'm turning on like ocean sounds and I'm trying to do the whole fucking thing and I can't and the night boils into yeah me violently sobbing and then turning back on my tv and then eventually falling asleep and waking up super late the next day so it's like um I do have strong emotional reactions to some triggers and I think I would do well with some emotional regulation but I don't even know how that would happen well well what what was helpful was that it said mindfulness and cognitive behavioral strategies when I'm in therapy I go to therapy every week I you know have a therapy appointment every week and like um I don't think we talk about too many strategies. Um, so I think that's something that maybe, you know, I can bring up. And then I thought mindfulness because I I kind of used to subscribe to the whole Headspace app, which I think is great. But I decided that I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't want to pay the $69 for the, the Headspace thing. Um, maybe I will, maybe I eventually will, but just decided that for now, I don't want to pay for that. Um, and then, so I used to listen to these motivational talks and, and sort of like meditations, three videos from really prolific speakers, um, you know, and I could listen to them on YouTube. But I stopped doing that when I got the Headspace app and then I stopped the Headspace app. So I just felt like, okay, I could spend more time daily with the mindfulness. I could do mindful eating. I could do mindful like practices. I could meditate more. There's a lot of things that I could do to help my emotional regulation. So I thought that was a really good call out that GPT helped me to call out um and I just wanted to share this with you guys mainly because 
like I said in the beginning, how helpful to have a third-party perspective on something that you've written. I know not all of you guys probably write journal entries, but if you ever have written a journal entry, I know that you could probably relate to the fact that like, you know, when you're writing these things out, like you get really deep and it gets really introspective and like you're writing out your true thoughts and feelings about different situations and like you're not, you know, kind of bullshitting, you know. And oh, when you're writing your journal entry, because it's so deeply personal and so like, oh, and you can express your anger and your sadness and all these different emotions. And it's so unbelievably helpful to have had like this outside party kind of, you know, third party AI view on the things that I've written and what it says about me and like what help that I can get and shit like that. Um, Yeah. I think that that is extremely helpful and I, I wanted so badly to share it with you guys because I want to share the method and, and see you know maybe if you want to try this if you want to try going on on there and sharing just like one journal entry and asking you know what it thinks I think it could be a really good way to figure out to kind of unpack your thoughts and like get that like sort of perspective I think is so fucking cool um and I also just wanted to tell you guys like about what I've discovered about myself um by the way also not sponsored should be though um I got an oil diffuser from this brand A-S-A-K-U-K-I I don't know how to say that Anyway, I got it from Amazon and I got the matching um, oils and so far, so great. I've had oil diffusers before and they were nice for what they were, but this smells amazing. It's so great. I put on the Happy Blend um, and it smells divine and just quick call out for that because I've been smelling it for a couple hours now, and I'm like, you know what? I'm in a bit of, in a, bit of a better mood than when, when I first uh, turned it on. So I feel good. I feel good about it. And have the sleepy time blend. Tonight, I'm also going to be trying sleep gummy. I'm kind of scared because people say, like, when you take melatonin, sometimes they have, like, nightmares. But I looked it up and it's like, you know, it can have to do with like also the dosage that you take and all this kind of shit. So I'm just hoping like this thing recommends taking two. I'm going to take one. But I'm just going to, ho- I'm hoping that it just kind of like lulls me to sleep faster than I would otherwise get to sleep because that's kind of problematic. It's crazy because I go to sleep, you know, try to go to sleep at the same time every night you know, temperature is down in my room. So it's kind of cold and cozy. And I don't know, I just have all the right vibes, I feel, but like, it's just not happening for me. Um, And it gets dark outside, mad early. So it's like, what? Like, why can't my body just like get to bed? So I think that'll help on nights where I'm going to struggle and we're going to see like what happens with that. But hope for the best, best wishes to me. Um. In any case, yeah, self-reflection, big. It's 
we're approaching the end of the year, as you guys know. I mean, which is crazy. Years are going so fast. But like, you know, it's a big time for people to start looking backwards and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> what what did I accomplish that I wanted to accomplish? Like what how, what became of this year? Cool thing that I did for myself was to I listed out like a, you know, clearly from the descriptions that I've just read to you from ChatGPT. You can kind of surmise that I I'm the type of person that would have written a big ambitious list for what I wanted to do this year, what I wanted to accomplish. I did have that wrote in my planner and everything. But it's kind of great because the fact that I was able to accomplish anything at all from that list is awesome. And I've accomplished quite a few things. And so one thing I'll quickly tell you guys is, you know, maybe take start taking some time, especially in December, and just kind of like, as you reflect on the year, don't just get into that easy headspace of saying, I didn't do shit this year. I didn't accomplish shit this year. This year fucking sucks. Next year's going to be my fucking year. Like before you get into that headspace, it's try to think about the things that you, even the smallest fucking thing, even like the littlest fucking thing. Think of, think of some things that you actually did accomplish, were able to accomplish. One of my goals for next year that I'm already thinking about because I spent the time to like go into my little notebook and highlight the things that I did end up doing or have ended up doing and shit. One thing I'm like, oh man, you know what? I wrote these goals and I like, not for nothing, kind of forgot about this list that this list existed at all. It's like in the front of my planner. And as you go month through month, like I wasn't flipping back to look at this list um, until I just thought about like, oh, let me flip through my little planner and see how much of it I've filled out this year. So now I'm like, okay, next year I'm going to do monthly reviews. I'm going to write out the same, you know, nice little ambitious list like I do. And then I'm going to go back every month, put in a little reminder for myself, go back every month and look and see in the beginning of the month and the end of the month, like this listing of things. Because then I can pick from there, like what I think I can accomplish in that month, like the beginning of the month, let's say it's January, I'll pick out like two, three things from my list that seem to be small, achievable things and try to achieve them. And then at the end of the month, I'll see if I actually did. And then I was thinking about instituting quarterly reviews so I can kind of see like, okay, where am I at for the quarter? Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. We do this type, type of shit at work, at least if you work a corporate job. And it's like, why am I doing this for the fucking man? <laughs> I could also be doing this shit for myself. Um. So anyways, I'm going to do those quarterly reviews too. And this is a, another way. These are ways that I can also kind of let it bleed into like constantly thinking about achievements, like rather than personal failures and like all this type of shit. It really got my, you see this, these things get my brain like working because I'm like, man, you know, I need to reduce these negative feelings and try to just make my life less fucking, you know, internally miserable anyway. Externally, honestly, it's really not right. To be quite honest, like I don't, I, I see a lot of misery played out in the world and it's like, this ain't it, chief. But like externally, but internally, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Clearly. This is just two journal entries. Imagine if like, like what the fuck? Like imagine if I share like a whole document of journal entries, like 
I don't know, 50 of them. What could it say? I think that's cool, though. I think that's fucking cool. You know, some of you guys might be like, oh, my God, you're just feeding this shit into AI. I get that. But, like, you know, at least if you want to share, like, one or two that don't have, like, your social security number and personal information, which I don't know why you'd be writing that in your journal. But the way that I did it, I think that's helpful. I think it's cool. I think it's a nice little fun experiment for you guys to try because it yields results yields interesting results um and some of the things that you know you think you know about yourself or you think you know you sort of acknowledged this helps you to acknowledge it in a much more direct way and it kind of shoots things out at you that you didn't expect um i think i'm really big on self-reflection and um i think is vital i think it's vital to improve you know you have to reflect and and think about the things you're doing right and you're doing wrong and you're doing mid and you're doing perfectly and i don't know it just helps it helps to continue positive behaviors decrease negative behaviors all that good stuff so i really value it a lot and i hope you guys do too i hope you guys start doing it if you're not um because this is fun anywho anyway anyhow um holidays are coming up it's december everybody's getting into that christmas spirit and this month i have planned uh what do they call it friendsmas last month we I, we did friendsgiving me and my friends and this month we're doing friendsmas which i'm pretty excited about because i think that'll be fun um thinking about going home for christmas those tickets are expensive. I I, sh- I need to buy the ticket. They're getting expensive. Arm and a leg. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking about going home for Christmas. You know, being there with my family and just for like a couple days and then coming back. It's a whole thing, though. People don't get it. If you don't travel for the holidays, if you don't have to go and travel, you don't fucking get it. Like it's a lot. The the flights are fucking expensive as shit the whole journey like i have a very short pretty short flight like what is it like two and a half hours or just two hours whatever i think it's like two hours I don't know. but anyway short flight but it's still a pain in the fucking ass especially like you know the airport that i'm i'm landing in it's so big it's like huge and then like it's just a lot. It gets to be a lot. Okay. So, and then just being home for the holidays. Like, I will say though, Christmas seems to be better than Thanksgiving. I think I talked about that in my Thanksgiving episode. It seems to be slightly better than Thanksgiving for the whole politics of it. I think people are more focused on the gift aspect of Christmas. And I think Christmas brings up a lot more mild, you know, less violent feelings than thanksgiving does which makes sense considering the history of the thanksgiving holiday not like christmas probably that much better but yeah people are more focused on the gifts that they're getting and so i feel like that is less it's less about and plus like people also focus on children a lot too just like small children um and seeing them happy and all that kind of stuff and like feeling good about themselves by like spreading the cheer and like being nice to people so I, I feel like it just has like better vibes now than um other holidays so I don't have 
as much anxiety going like the at the thought of going home but even then like i've still myself thinking about like how can i reduce the amount of time i'm spending like i don't want to spend too much time because that's the key figuring out getting it down to science like how much time is too much time to where shit starts to not be cool get in and get out that's what i say <laughs> anyway um that time time of year is coming up it could be a sad time for for a lot of people i know that i think especially if you have losses in your family and things of that nature like it is it can be like super super fucked up a f- fucked up time of year so I will be here. I will try to drop as many episodes as I possibly can for you guys in the month of December. More than you probably asked for. I'll try to spread some cheer to my listeners and I don't know, try to uplift you guys for once. <laughs> try to like try to like be more positive and like I don't know entertaining oh what the fuck just give you something i'm just gonna give you guys something um fun to listen to for the month of december something about bringing on i haven't had guests for a while so i'm thinking about bringing on um some fun guests for you guys because i think like you guys really enjoy those guest episodes i do too i like having conversations you guys if you listen to my episodes with guests, you know that I like having fun, upbeat, charismatic conversations with people. It's not just your typical, like, you know, mental health podcast. We can talk about everything and, you know, then some because everything sort of relates back to your mental health. And the conversations I've had in those episodes were just so fun. So yeah, anyways, I can, um, I do plan on getting you know as many guests as possible interesting guests to bring on the show for you guys have really really entertaining episodes to listen to for the month of december that is the plan um so be on the lookout for those i mean i know on youtube like youtubers do vlogmas where they like literally which is insane vlog like every single day pretty much just the whole thing until christmas i think i guess but if i if i I probably think technically anybody could record a podcast every day. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to try to post more than I normally would. Um, You know, maybe not just Mondays, maybe just a little bit more. I'll figure out the schedule. I'll share it with you guys. But yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um. If you're listening via Spotify, or even if you're not, but you have Spotify, go on Spotify, vote in the polls that I post with the episode, engage with the episode. Let me know if you were able to try the method, the little chat GPT method, and like if you got anything interesting out of it, email me localneighborhoodbaby at gmail.com or send me a voice note. That's even better. And tell me, you know, really anything, like anything. Um you feel like because I'm here to listen to you guys. I love you guys. I think you guys are fucking great. Um, and I just want to hear from you. Um, speaking of, you can tweet me at SD underscore anxious on X. Is that fucking weird to say? 
like it's Twitter. Elon, you are weird. Awesome. But yeah, SD, so that's S is in stressed, D is in depressed, underscore anxious. Tweet me anytime. Follow me on there. We can chit chat, DM me, all that good stuff. And I'll be happy to talk to you guys because want to hear about all your problems you know what I mean like I want to know that I am not alone and then I want to let you know that you are not alone um because that's just that's just the way it is anyways I won't keep you guys too much longer if you do want a place though to see all the episodes be able to chat with me once again easily send me those voice notes like all that kind of shit donate to the podcast and everything else um, just to up that quality. Um, you can do all of that from sdanxious.com. Again, that's S is in stress, D is in depressed, anxious.com all together. And yeah, you'll find all that stuff. You'll find epi- all the episodes you could possibly watch, all the links. You could chat with me on the chat box. You could click the lower right corner to just record a quick voice note and send it to me. You subscribe to my newsletter. It's a link. Everything is on there. Um, go check it out. I hope you guys have a day, month, week, year free of stress, depression, and anxiety. Until next time, love you all. Goodbye. Thank you.